it's Sunday morning. Time for some jazz. I've got a hot mug of coffee. My favorite coffee mug, my Ottawa Senator's coffee mug. I've got five songs, five stories, five artists. And for those of you tuning in at home, if you want, you can actually see how the sausage is made today. As this is going to be uh, recorded on the YouTube, of course. All you'll see on the YouTube is just me speaking into the microphone. Because of copyright issues, I cannot play any of the music on the YouTube. But the Mixcloud, which is licensed and I do pay for, allows me to play whatever I wish. So today on tap, I'm going to start the show off with a band out of England. Specifically speaking, um... It's a London-based group known as Kansas Smitty's House Band. And this track is called... Called? Titled. This track is titled Bump. This is Kansas Smitty's from London.
Kansas Smitties, Kansas Smitties house band, London-based group that specializes in original jazz. They have their own bar, and they uh, operate out of that bar on Broadway Market in the London Borough of Hackney. The band was formed in 2013 by Jack Abraham and Giacomo Smith. I hope I said his name correctly. For the Anglis, Anglis? The English Anglis? <laughs> Giacomo would be how it is spelt, but as I understand, it's pronounced Giacomo. Giacomo Smith. Seven-piece group, and they describe themselves as a group of jazz-addicted 20-somethings who run their own bar. Current lineup, Pete Horsfall on trumpet, Giacomo Smith, alto sax, Alec Harper, tenor sax, Joe Webb on piano, David Archer guitar, Ferg Ireland on the bass, and Will Cleesby on the drums. Now the band's collaborated extensively with Lewis Durham of Kitty Daisy and Lewis. Now they've also worked with Kurt Steigers, Lewis Durham, and in Shingei Shinoa. I hope I said that. Shinoa? I hope I said that correctly. I'm terrible at pronouncing names sometimes. This is one of those days. I'm only on my first cup of coffee, and uh, although I did sleep in till 6 a.m. today, I didn't get the show started until, my goodness, what time is it right now? It's um, it's well after 8 a.m., so it's a late start. And for those of you who are watching on the YouTube, you can see that, uh, yes, that is a ring light, and uh, I use that uh, on occasion for um, uh, TikToks. And yes, there are multiple microphones in the uh, in the shot because I use multiple microphones. This happens to be my favorite microphone, as I find it's the best microphone for doing the jazz show, as it picks up uh, subtleties in the voice that some of the other ones simply do not. Now, one of the disadvantages of this microphone is it does pick up some background noise. You can see that microphone right there. If you're watching at home, I will. Uh, Hit the record button on it for a second, and when I do, you're going to hear a lot more noise. So bear with me for just a sec. So, now that microphone is recording on its own. And I'll go back to this guy and click that guy off because it's just picking up entirely too much noise. And here's the thing. I'm in a relatively quiet um, area as I've built some sound isolation features around me. And I'm working on more. But waiting on some materials to arrive so I can complete the, uh, the job, as the, as the saying goes. Anyway, enough about me. Let's get back to the jazz, shall we? Kansas Smitty's Bar... So they realized uh, they needed a, a home for their music, and uh, they set up Kansas Smitty's on uh, Hackney's in the Broadway Market of London. As I understand it, it's a small, intimate setting, a basement bar. And the acoustics, I'm told, are quite exceptional. So, shall we get back to the music? I think we should. This is Kenny Garrett. This is a new release, um, as was Bump, for that matter. That was just released a few days ago. And, uh, yeah. This track from Kenny Garrett is titled, It's Time to Come Home. Mm-hmm. 
recently released album sounds from the ancestors making all kinds of errors here this morning trying to fly the uh, ship and I'm, I'm failing miserably at it that does happen sometimes but that's okay because this is not the pursuit of perfection this is all about the pursuit of jazz now Mr. Kenny Garrett, who has been on the scene since about 1978, he was born in 1960, so he was 28 when he first came to Providence. He um, joined the Duke Ellington Orchestra in 1978 under the uh, leadership of Mercer Ellington. Now he's played and recorded with Art Blakey, Miles Davis, the great Freddie Hubbard, and Woody Shaw before he became his own band leader. His own band leader? The leader of his own band? <laughs> Again, like I said, I'm suffering terribly this morning. I'm, I'm uh, in the midst of an allergy uh, cycle, if you will. The uh, ragweed season here in Ottawa is particularly bad this year, and uh, I'm having to load up on the Benadryl, which makes me a little loopy and quite tired. But that's okay. I will power through, as I always do. The great Kenny Jarrett. As I said, he's been on the scene since 1978. He's been an absolutely influential individual. Now, I apologize for anybody watching on the YouTube that uh, the glare from my glasses gets in the way, but I've had to put them on so I can refer to some of my notes on the screen. Now, he... um. 
received an NAACP image award for his album Seeds from the Underground, which was, well, pretty um, influential. It was released in 2012 and kind of was a hearkening back to the ancestors, if you will. So in many ways, he's come full circle with this album. Of course, you did hear some, uh, what do they call it, uh, Yoruba? I hope I've pronounced that correctly. Yoruba chants. You hear African drums in there as well. The record is definitely a unique departure in, in a certain amount of ways, in a certain amount, in a certain degree, I guess you could say. The highly decorated and honored Kenny Kenny Garrett, I almost said Jarrett, I was mixing up Keith Jarrett and Kenny Garrett, two influential jazz musicians, but uh, different instruments, Keith Jarrett, of course, being a pianist, and Kenny Garrett, of course, being a sax player. Okay, before I stumble anymore, I think I'm just going to move it along as quickly as possible, so that I don't bore you to tears. This is Jim Snadiro, and I hope I've pronounced his name correctly. This is his uh, interpretation of the composition. It's the talk of the town. Thank you. 
Jim Sandero with his interpretation of It's the Talk of the Town. Kind of a romantic jazz piece, if you ask me. Of course, that composition, originally written in 1933 by Jerry Livingston. There are lyrics to it. They were written by uh, Al J. Nyberg and Marty Symes. Of course, this was uh, merely Jim's instrumental interpretation. I quite like it. Very much of the romantic period of jazz. The entire string section in there really harkens back to a time that, uh, well, I've never known. Because, let's face it, I was born in 1968. (laughs) I don't know anything about the 30s other than what I read. Of course, Jim has uh, been at the uh, forefront of jazz for the past 35 years. Alto sax player, one of the uh, finest jazz musicians of his generation. Composer, arranger, author, and educator. Educator, I guess. Educator, not ter. Need to speak correctly. So he arrived in New York at the age of 23 in 1981, and he was on the jazz radar right from the get-go. He uh, recorded three albums with uh, Jack McDuff, brother Jack McDuff, and uh, that kind of put him into the spotlight. Of course, he was a member of the uh, Mingus Big Band for a number of years and uh, was part of the Akiyoshi Jazz Orchestra, Toshiko Akiyoshi. Hope I, hope I didn't butcher that too terribly. I hate to screw things up. Jim Snedero. Now, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I'm really having a tough time today, can you tell? I had many computer problems, so... This show is taking a lot longer to get produced and uh, posted than normal. It's uh, I've had multiple reboots and a couple of patches I had to get going today to get this operational. So uh, if I sound flustered, it's because I am. Okay, so this uh, next composition is um, from uh, Carlos Enrique from his recently released album. Um, Oh, what's the name of the record? My goodness gracious. The Bronx Story. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, I'm just terrible this morning. Let's just get right into the music, and I'll talk about it when I come back, okay?
recently released album, South Bronx Story. That's Fort Apache, Mr. Carlos Enrique, Afro-Cuban jazz bassist. He's a longtime uh, bassist at um, uh, Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra, led by a magnificent musical director, Wynton Marsalis. This time he's uh, stepping out from the sidemen role and working as the band leader for this record, The South Bronx Story. It's kind of a musical travelogue of his old stomping grounds, as well, of, uh, as, well as a, uh, a retrospective of the social history of the South Bronx. So he grew up there in the 80s, and uh, he was very much uh, shaped by his community and his neighborhood. Very talented individual. He studied at Juilliard, and... Uh, he said uh, it, it was the South Bronx that really made him who he is. But, okay. One of the tracks off the record is titled Moses on the Cross. Okay, that's not a religious thing. He's referring to Robert Moses, who was the individual who uh, spearheaded the six-lane cross Bronx Expressway, which ripped through the heart of the Bronx and... Uh, caused a ton of uh, vehicle congestion, along with creating a social divide between the north and south sections of, uh, of the Bronx. Carlos Enrique. So, uh, he, uh, he played with the band, the Fort Apache band. He used to play with them. He was a member of the band for, for a number of years, Jerry Gonzalez, uh, Fort Apache. So, the song was, the composition was written basically for... Uh, for Jerry, and in a, a, a tribute to him. Oh, great record from start to finish. If you have a chance, have a listen to it. It is on the Spotify, and uh, you can certainly have a listen to it on, on that milieu. But if you want, you can actually make a purchase. If you go to his website, you can actually uh, purchase a vinyl version, if you like. All right. One more song for today. Um, a jazz Standard. Um, originally written in 19, uh, 1955, I believe. Um, Cannonball Adderley had recorded it in 1957. Uh, Duke Pearson recorded it in 1968. And in 2021, uh, Juan Chamaro, I hope I pronounced that correctly, a Spanish uh, musician, a brilliant player, actually. A stand-up double bassist. He also plays the saxophone, the clarinet, the flute, the cornet as well. Founder and director of the St. Andrew Jazz Band, A-N-D-R-E-U, Andrew. He's uh, originally from uh, Barcelona, Spain. 1962 he was born. And this uh, composition, Janine, like I said, was originally written back in the 50s. I think it was 55 when it was originally written. But this is his interpretation of it, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. This is Janine. Thank you. 
the uh, spelling of one. It's uh, spelled in English, we would say Joan, but uh, because he's Spanish, it's one, but uh, different than the uh, standard anglicized spelling of his name. He is a teacher, composer, 
performer. He plays the sax, clarinet, flute, cornet, and the double bass. Of course, he's been on the scene for, my goodness, some 30-plus years now. And he's uh, he's been a um, prominent member of multitude of Spanish jazz bands. Man's quite quite the gifted player. I uh, I really like that interpretation of it too. It's got a real swing to it, you know. Kind of a harkens back to a a day that I've never been to. <laughs> Makes me think of uh, early 1960s, sort of the Pan Am era, when uh, flying around the world or flying anywhere for that matter was a glamorous thing to do. You put on a suit if you were a gentleman and a dress if you were a lady. And to be honest with you, that's how I fly now. I wear a suit when I fly. I don't always wear a tie, but I do wear a jacket and a a properly tailored dress shirt. Because I find, A, people treat you a little bit differently, and B, you just feel better about yourself when you're suited up, don't you? But enough about me. So, I hope you've enjoyed today's program, despite all of my technical glitches, errors, and stumbling and mumbling, because there was a lot of that today. I almost hesitated to even uh, complete the show and and put it out. Last weekend, I I was sidelined with a few different things, and I wasn't able to produce a show. So I thought, you know what, I'll put this out, even though it has a lot of errors and mistakes, and I think you'll still like the music. You know what? It's um, five minutes short of a full hour, so I'm going to play one more song. This is just a short piece, and it's a vocal piece. I've been listening to it throughout the day. And, uh, well, have a listen to this, and uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the singers in just a few minutes. Been sitting here wishing that I could see you. That's why I'm drinking again and thinking of when you love me. I'm having a few. Making the rounds, accepting a round from strangers, and being a fool, just hoping that you'll appear. Sure, I can borrow. Smoke. Maybe tell some joker a bad joke. But nobody laughs. They don't laugh with a broken heart. Oh, yes, I'm drinking again. 
After those kicks There's little old next up me Trying to lose the dream that used to be Seth MacFarlane and Liz Gillies. Yes, that's Seth MacFarlane from The Family Guy. He has uh, quite a lovely singing voice, actually. He's a big fan of musicals and jazz. So that's uh, something you may not have known about before. Of course, Liz Gillies, Elizabeth, but she goes by Liz, has uh, been recording for a number of years. Now, this record uh, you just heard, it was... um, Uh, released in January of 2021, this year. Uh, The title of the album is uh, Songs From Home with Seth MacFarlane. It's her record. He just appears on it with her in a number of songs. But she's been uh, performing for, well, since... recording, I should say. Been recording since about 2012. So she's been around for, you know, a few years, almost 10 years, pretty close to it anyway. And, uh, yes, Seth MacFarlane... Actually, like I said, a gifted, uh, a gifted singer. I guess they, uh, they've been called the world's strangest musical duo. I, I can't really agree with that. I think I've heard stranger ones. But Seth kind of doing his Frank Sinatra impersonation there. Okay, so this is the end of the show today. Clocking in at just around the 60-minute mark, which is okay, because I'm trying to get you an hour's worth of entertainment, right? (laughs) Okay. Um, Enjoy the rest of your day, wherever you are in this world. I hope you are well. And uh, I'll have some more music for you later on. You take care now.